and welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Kaiju Emperor, and with me is my new co-host, Jank. Say hi, Jank. Yippee! It's me, Jank. Yes, we're back already. Well, for you, uh, it'll be still two weeks after, but we decided to uh, record a little earlier because the show we watched was quite short and recent very recent very very recent didn't it ended like a couple months ago if i recall mm-hmm so you know uh we're talking about uh gendy tartakovsky's newest uh, venture unicorn warriors eternal but uh before that uh jank have you been up to anything recently watched recent. anything interesting read any manga comics that sort of thing Manga comics. What have I? What have I done? I'm trying to remember because I remember I caught up with something, but I can't. I can't quite tell what. Oh yeah, no. You know what it was? I decided to do, just because I got really bored and decided. You know what I should read right now? I'm gonna just read Naruto again. Hmm. And it was really insane seeing just like the first three chapters of Naruto, like of the manga, and seeing it be like, for lack of a better term really genuine yeah. i forgot i forgot that naruto as a anything could be genuine and like rough around the edges and like not fully planned but in in like the way where it's like it's charming yeah charming and it's it just it just felt nice and also yeah no like everyone talks about like oh what's the big naruto moment it's like well no it's it's the first moment the first moment where we have this uh, this rugged this ragged orphan child who nobody likes because of a thing he didn't really do but is blamed for, like this this outcast child and the one guy who is like, hey, leave him alone, and then doubly so, the one guy who's saying this is the guy who has the most reason to hate him, like with fucking Ruka Sensei. It's it's actually really cool, and the fact that that kind of sort of that message stays without with throughout the whole manga in some way it's nice i i just thought about that thought oh wow they he really could have dropped this but he kept it for better or for worse yeah like that's the thing about naruto is that like there are some elements that are still really strong even at the very end like even when naruto when people say that naruto was at its worst which is, like, when we get to the Shinobi War stuff and the stuff with, like, the Ten-Tail Beast, end-of-the-world Tsukuyomi bullshit. The moon! The moon? There's still some cool, like, genuinely good stuff there. Like, obviously, uh, the fight with Kakashi and Obito is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, when Gai-sensei opens all the eight gates. It's 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 insane how, like, Kishimo was like, okay, well, you know what? I gotta do, like, something good, so I'm gonna bring back all my messages and morals that I've kind of sort of, you know... I don't want to say thrown away, but... He's been a little bit of a total hypocrite about what with the whole Chosen Ones and the reincarnation and the... Hard work actually doesn't fucking matter if you're just a, a ninja wunderkind with super eyes. With two sets of super eyes. 
If you're fucking the the Uber Ninja. If you have fucking Gale Force. If you've got if you are the reincarnation of a god, I guess uh, from the moon. If you're a reincarnation of of not just a god, but but one of two Jesuses. That's right. Naruto has two Jesuses. Jesus I. Jesus I. Yeah. Jesus I. Some some Jesus. My name is Jesus Christu. That's terrible. We, That's terrible. We are the we are the Jesus. It's just the army of oh, Jesus. But yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. It is an yeah. army of Jesus. It's an army, Jesus Christ, indeed. Uh, one might say that. One might say the Naruto, the Shinobi War is just the Crusades. Oh, good lord, man. <laughs> Maybe that's why. No, no, no wonder. No wonder they fucking suck. Oh man, that's terrible. Uh, I, I feel bad about making that joke. Fuck. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel bad about the Crusades. I mean, well, except, yeah. except except for the except for those guys somewhere, you, those those fellows, uh, yeah, you know, those 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 people, those, those dudes, yeah. those 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 other those dudes who look like the Hokage but don't really have the cool hats. Yeah, the vertical hats as opposed to the horizontal hats, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> anything else? Besides that, no. Uh, just just sort of thinking about shonen things. It really is just recollecting with shonen things that I did. I I, read, I, read, I also have been rereading like Bleach with some friends. So I I got them into it. That's another manga that's kind of like it's ups and downs, but I think overall does it with more tact and grace than Naruto. Bleach suffers from completely different problems. Bleach suffers from from its creator. Yeah, and like that's nothing against him. It's not even like a like, saying like Kishimoto. It's not something like Kishimoto isn't doing anything bad with Naruto. I'm saying that no, no, Bleach is its creator, and that's why it's both amazing and also it has potential to be fucking the worst thing ever. It's all Kubo. Yeah, it's all it, Kubo. It, it's because like Kubo, his strength was never writing, but like. I will shit on Bleach all day. Don't get it twisted. I will shit on this. I will shit on Bleach every day of the week for free. The one thing I will never shit on Bleach for is its art direction and its character design. I I actually disagree on the writing thing or asterisk it because it's like Kubo is good at writing like character moments and he's good at like really vague like prose shit for his characters. The, the, those intro, like those intro dialogues for for all the chapter starts and ends, are really like just interesting. The problem is that yeah. it's it's more an issue with like the long form shonen writing that uh, literally kills every fucking writer and mangaka that tries to do anything. It's a bunch of really cool, awesome moments that uh, don't stick well together and he didn't find a good way to make them cohesive or end that's another thing I, that's end. another thing i noticed is that kubo kubo fights don't end you think they end no they don't they end when when either when either ichigo shows up or when something happens or yeah. or pro- or both 
I want it revealed that Ichigo has another power that he didn't know about. It's it's crazy. Did you know that I'm a Soul Reaper, but I'm also a Hollow, but I'm also a Quincy, but I'm also a Fullbringer? Is he also a Bount too, and a, and a, and a, and a missing Zanpakuto? OC Donut Steel. Everybody loves the Bounce. That, 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 Everybody loves the. Bounce. That was the fun of yeah. Also, like reading, reading, re- actually no, reading it again because this is my only. This is my second, like my second, like time reading it because I I was a Bleach watcher. I watched it as a little babby boy on Adult Swim and thinking, wow, this is the coolest shit ever. These guys are like Grim Reapers, but they're like not skeletons, except for that one dude who was a skeleton. And to be fair to you, Bleach, I will with with no asterisk. I will say Bleach is good until the end of the Soul Society arc. Well, yeah, there is no asterisk. It's the, the it's opening to his D Techno life. Mm-hmm. Soul Society is peak Bleach, and then Kubo was like, "Uh, what if I just did Soul Society again, but in a different location?" What if I did Soul Society, but it was Spanish? Ooh. Soul Society, but it was Spanish. Ooh, you love Spanish guitar. Ooh, I'm I'm I think I forgot the guy's name Shinji Hisui Shogo Hisui the the comp- yeah. he's the composer that does like a lot, a lot of the Ava music and and, and Bleach's OST and it's like hey man you like Spanish guitars you're gonna fucking love this yeah that was one of my favorite things about when the uh, Thousand Year Blood War art trailer came out and they were like we know what song people want for this trailer. We know which song you want for this trailer. There is no other choice other than number one. I love people who say they like they like the new version better than the old one. It's like I like both. I like, I like both. I like cheesy gospel music that plays for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The imp- the implication that like it's playing in Ichigo's head, so his idea of entry music is just American gospel singing, and since why not? To be fair, this is the same. I mean, this is the same guy that has a dedicated playlist for all of his characters, and it's like bad. Re- true. It's what was it? Some like bad religion is like Ichigo's theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kaite Kubo is the deviant ROC kid we all and who made his own manga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As for me, uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff, uh, that I won't... Some of it are, you know, because we mostly focus on animation and comics and stuff I won't get too much into. Uh, like, uh, I watched, um, uh, Our Flag Means Death, the Taika Waititi gay pirate show. I thought you were going to say the the other Taita Kubo manga about about gay pirates, yeah. God, yeah. I remember, uh, I remember when Blackbeard unleashed his Shikai. Uh, that, that show's good. That's all I'll say. It's really good. I'm looking forward to the second season that's coming out soon. Uh, also, uh, Mandalorian, I also finally watched. Uh, How is that show? I'm like a Star Wars guy. You, you know I have some Star Wars in me, but... I've never really given meant like the newer Disney Plus shows like a, a spin. It 
is really, really good when it's trying to do its own thing and not trying to be referential to its past material, uh, which is most of the time. Although there are some times where the past referential material is actually well incorporated <laughs> and uh, does make me feel it's like something. Clone Wars. Yeah, I like Clone Wars. Um, it, there are definitely some times where it feels like the the camera is like, "Hey, remember this guy?" And we're just, and it's just like, you know, it's like that sort of energy. Remember that character? The, the Disney exec you know? saying, "Hey, man, remember this guy? Please say you do. We we made we made shirts and figures beforehand." Yeah, I mean, to be fair. When those characters show up, most of the time it is well done. Like, uh, uh, do you care about spoilers? You can, yeah, you can fucking everything's a spoiler for Star Wars these days. Uh, well, because Boba Fett shows up later in that show, um, and he's uh played by the guy who played Django in Clone War and Attack of the Clones. Tamura, Tamura, like Morrison, more I forget something like that. Yeah, he's a New Zealand actor. Uh, Morrison, and I'm glad Morrison, that they got him go, to yeah. play. Yeah, Morrison. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they got him to play Boba. That was actually really cool, and I appreciated that. Um, I know I've only watched the first two seasons, and I know that like the one thing I really hate is that the book of Boba Fett is season two and a half as 2.5 and directly leads into season three and i'm like why couldn't it have been this its own thing but if i'm gonna be brutally honest aside from like an epilogue with the mandalorian himself at the end of season two uh there was nothing missing from that ending uh i'm fine with that being how the show ended if the show had ended there i would have been fine with it ending at season two uh i will check out season i will check out boba fett in season three but uh, i'm kind of satisfied with where season two ended if i'm being brutally honest mm-hmm. um lots of great acting amazing practical effects lots of puppets uh great show 10 out of 10 nice at least from what I've seen. Uh, and I also, because it just came out on Netflix, this is uh, actually related to this podcast, the new season of Baki, Son of Ogre. Yeah! Caveman time! Primal! Woo! Caveman time. It's, it's the, the Pickle War I, saga. It's... I've heard of that saga, and I just... I intentionally don't read too much Baki, because I want to just watch it all. And also because I want to feel just the innate, like, huh? Whenever anything stupid happens. But just seeing, like, all these, like, weird scenes. Seeing what going to be described as the angriest kissing match of all time. Yeah. Between two guys. Yeah. And... I shit you not, just... And then, the caveman unleashed his predator mode, where he fucking moved his... <sighs> Baki create... Baki decides that, like, <laughs> animal kung fu isn't good enough. 
What if I made animal kung fu that emulated dinosaurs? Oh no, but this caveman has fought all the dinosaurs individually, but not at the same time, so I will now become dinosaur chimera. <laughs> I will become chimera No, he's dinosaur. fucking- he's fucking- you know what he is? Cause it's a T-Rex, uh, a Triceratops, and a, a Pterodon. He's fucking Abareno! It's literally from Abareno! Yeah. Literally! This is so- He's just a- he's just Some a fucked up amalgam creature, and it scares- The caveman is terrified by this un unforeseen beast. Yeah. It's- it's- it's great, and then like, or the, um... I have all the- you ha I only have so many joints in my body, but what if I imagined I had more? <laughs> this is it. It's just- It's just- <laughs> My body must look like this. Just like- Thousands of joints on his skeleton. Ever- everyone knows that the strongest force in Baki is imagination and Coca-Cola. Yeah, it like- because the whole point of that is he he using the power of the joints to increase the speed of your punch, and it's like, uh, what if I had more, more joints? <laughs> I I know it's metaphor and be damned, man. Sometimes it's like I'm going to fight as if I had more joints versus the no, I just have more joints now because I said so. No, it is metaphorical, but also, it's like... Real. It's kind of real, because, like, what happens is, is that, like, in... He... In doing that, he creates a punch that's faster than sound. But the problem with that is, is that... Yeah, you punch the guy, but the human body was not meant to punch that fast... So he like crushes his hand. Well, remember this is the well, remember this is the Bakiverse. Uh, breaking your hand means you get stronger because the spear hand technique is better without having hands, as we as we saw two yeah. arcs before with <laughs> with, with, with Dopio. Yeah, and then and then like what happens is is that mid fight he realizes okay, I have all the joints, but I can go. I can go better. I can do more. And then he tries, and then he realizes that a whip can break the sound barrier. So he's like, what if I turn my arm into a whip? And literally makes like a guile sonic boom. And like launches like a literally a sonic boom with like the whip of his hand. But the combination of the, um, like, pushing his body that far and trying to make it more flexible, his, like, entire arm just explodes. <laughs> I, it's, like, like, we were, we were talking about, like, like, good draftsmanship versus shy draftsmanship with Naruto and, and Bleach, like, unintentionally comparing them. And then, meanwhile, Keisuke Itagaki is just a man who could not be comprehended... No. He is he, he is something else. Uh, I will stand by it. He is an amazing artist. Like you have to have an innate 
deep understanding of the muscle structure of the human body to stretch it and make it look that grotesque. This is a, this is a guy who I pro- I know for a fact did MMA stuff and probably liked Looney Tunes as a kid and thought, how can I make these things the same thing of MMA but with Looney Tunes mm-hmm. <laughs> the Looney Tunes ethos. Yeah. And usually some shots, like there's a shot with Baki uh, when he creates one of his new moves I think of the next arc called the Cockroach Dash, yeah. uh, where his like there's a sh- it's like a full page spread of his like shoe hitting the ground and that shoe ripping apart is drawn in excruciating detail. And by the way, the logic behind that is is that. Uh, cockroaches are the only animals that can run at, at full speed from the start. I so I, <laughs> he emulates a cockroach. I'm just I it's it's he's right. He's this is the same man that he's said right. the, the, this is the man that explained the, the perfect showery of Chinese martial arts is like dropping a baby from a roof because the baby is weak. It cannot be damaged mm-hmm. by strength because it does not know strength. It only it. And that makes it the strongest. What was that thing he that the master Kaku said about like death is the ultimate defense? <laughs> I, I I pretended to be dead, but so that I wouldn't die because shit, dude, you're scary. <laughs> it's like, but you lost. No, I didn't. Because I'm not fucking dead. Woo-hoo! I'm not dead. Yeah. Like that, I won. And but, he, fuck- but if you won, then he lost. No, he also won. Neither of us won. But I lived. That that, that it, I love that arc so much because it's just like, a, yeah, that, that's how it is. Martial arts means practicing an art, whereas violence is just, how can I fucking kill somebody? How can I destroy something horribly and terif- terrifically? Terrifically, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the whole point of uh, the fight with, uh, yeah, Retsu and Pickle, is that it's like pure. It's like four thousand years of Chinese kung fu versus nothing but brutality and strength. This is a dude that eats dinosaurs. A dude who literally eats dinosaurs, and then ends up eating uh, Retsu's leg. Ugh. And then he has like a peg leg for the rest of the series until the the resurrected clone of Miyamoto Musashi kills him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the that's the yeah, here's yeah, yeah, cuz yeah, of course, cuz here's let's see this, this there's the steroid guy with the, with the extreme steroids that make him super strong and then there's the seven evil prisoners who have their prisoner martial arts, their prison foo. Then there's the, the, the old man who can, be, by being so weak, he can avoid strength itself. And then we have the man who is a literal meat mountain, whose power is that his muscles just are bigger than his muscles. Figure that out. And then we have the dinosaur eater. And then we have the fucking Miyamoto Musashi. Just actually. Just like, actually. Just like, oh, is it like a dude? Think, no, he's he's Miyamoto Musashi. He's a clone he's... of Miyamoto Musashi, and then they use 
dark, ancient magic to bring his soul back from the dead and put it in the clone body. And he's just like, well, I'm Yuma Masashi fight with a sword, but my hands will suffice. Mm. And, and it's the... It, I... That arc is really fucking dumb. And that's saying something. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Yeah. And then there's that shit in Baki Gaiden where it's, the, it's like the sumo wrestler thing, and they bring back uh, Dopio's son, whose arm fucking exploded to fight against the sumo wrestlers, but it's like, wait, how do we? How are you going to fight with one arm? And they're like, we have something for you. And they had frozen Retsu's body after being killed by Miyamoto Musashi, and they graft Retsu's arm onto his body. I've, I've seen that fucking scene, because it's no offense. No, I don't know if this is really offensive because this is just the truth. That is the gayest fucking scene in manga, because he's literally because he, it's he's like using this arm. It's like it feels so natural. No, it feels more than natural. Like like it was always with me. And there's a panel where an a assumedly fucking naked Retsu puts his hand on 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 I forget his name like Orochi Boy's shoulder, like smiling. He turns around. Nobody's there. Yeah. Whoa. It's like it's like ghost, but instead of the clay pot, it's doing fucking martial arts. Except it's martial arts. It's Baki martial arts, where you could I don't know, punch sound faster than sound can go to the grocery store. Imagine if you will, yeah. a Walmart, and a, and this Walmart is where the five senses live. Your sense is going to Costco. Mine, and, however, are not in the store at all. Or fucking what if I what if I just grabbed a whole ass dude and used him like nunchucks and and swung him around like nunchucks so fast it made like an afterimage that made it look like I was wearing a dress. Is that a made up thing or is that a, a, a Baki thing? That happens. I I'm telling you I'm telling you. Reruns of Looney Tunes on some Japanese cable network show, and lots of love for for mixed martial arts. That's what you need to make Baki. That that happens in the uh, fight with Baki and uh, his dad. Of course it does. Of course, sure, man. And then one of them just drops an anvil on somebody. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. Anyway, <laughs> go watch Baki if you haven't. It's go, dumb and great. Go experience Baki the Grappler, or Grappler Baki, or Baki Son of Oak. Just, 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 just experience Baki. Cause In general. Us saying these things is not enough. You have to, like... There's only, there's only so much that things out of context can get you. It's 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 a sequence. It's a sequence mm-hmm. of just, huh and no and oh my god. This is really happening. <sighs> so, anyway. Anyway, we're um, talking about fantastical creatures, unicorns, like, warriors, eternal. Uni- unicorns. Wow, look at that. That that was actually a good transition. Um, so Unicorn Warriors Eternal is the latest, uh, foray 
creation of one Genty Tartakovsky, a.k.a. the guy who made Samurai Jack and Dexter's Laboratory. And, and two the, stupid dogs. And two stupid dogs and the Clone Wars uh, and the director of Ho- the Hotel Transylvania movies. And uh, probably most of the reason that those movies are any good. <clears throat> but anyway... Uh, so this show uh, started uh, on May 5th of this year, and it ended in June, uh, June 30th, also of this year. So yeah, it was... Never mind, not he was not Two Stupid Dogs guy, he just referenced them a lot because that was the era of Cartoon Network. My bad. I mean, yeah, he just referenced it. Um, but... This show was obviously created by Gendy Tarkovsky, written by Derek Bachman, uh, and with many of the same... A lot of the team who worked on this, in terms of, like, character design, have worked on previous shows that he also worked on. Uh, no shock there. Like, either, whether it be Primal or Samurai Jack. Um, and this, uh... Funnily enough, like, the cast, in terms of VAs, with one exception, is not voice actors. It's, like, actor-actors. Um, so we have, uh, Hezu Dupay as Emma. Gray Delisle as Melinda, who's the only, like, voice actor voice actor in this entire cast. Well, there's, like, uh, besides background characters, yeah, but... Besides background characters, yeah. Uh, child Melinda was played by Marley Cherry Hilborn. Damari Hunt plays Alfie, aka the new uh, Sang. The old Sang was played by Alain Yui. Uh, Victor Alley plays the adult version of Alfie that shows up in the Cosmic Realm near the end of the series. Tom Milligan plays Demetri Dynamo and the new Erdred. Jacob Dudman plays the original Edred. Jeremy Crutchley uh, plays Merlin. George Webster plays uh, Winston. Rosalind Ayers plays Lady Catherine Fairfax. Gilder Jackson plays the Inspector. Peter Johnson is Morgan. Uh, Sunkers Bala was the Rakshasa. God. And Jack Bandera plays uh, Edred's brother, Aelwulf. Um, where? I don't see Merlin listed here on the... Really? I think, you said, I think you already said Merlin. Did I? Yeah. Hold on, let me double check. Has it been fact? Glad to have... What is it? Victor? I do remember, like, hearing, okay, like... I forget what, but I remember one of the, the, the Alfie's little goons in the the old boy's home, like... That was, was run down... Uh, was, was... What was it? Uh... From... What's it? Persona Man, Final Fantasy, Prompto guy... Robbie Damon. Robbie Damon. I'm Robbie Damon. I heard him somewhere. As, like... As, like, a stooge. And I thought, hey, I know that voice. And then... Went back to the episode. But, yeah, I think this is a really... This is a really tight cast for people I had never, like... Heard before... Mm-hmm. Or know of like performance wise, they sound very tight. They sounded like this was not like a oh I just need celebrities. Like no, I want these like exact kind of voices. I want these like natural sort of accents. 
With the exception, he I think, wanted, of... He wanted the character... Uh, Jeremy Crutchley. Yeah, play for him. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he clearly he wanted, like, very specific performances and didn't want to just bring in voice actors specifically. He wanted to, like... He probably what he did is he made he brought in a bunch of people to like do reads and just didn't care what their background was as long as they gave him the read that they wanted. I mean he's he is getting Tarkovsky. He at this point maybe he like not to discredit like just so like specific voice actors, but maybe he wanted like a more theatrical like talent pool. These mm-hmm. the, the everyone here sounds like theater like like they have like the like the, that that sort of theater actor sounding like cadence if the if that is anything I don't know how to describe it. No, no. Several of these people are classically trained actors. Um, not to say the other that, that certain voice actors aren't. That's kind of the pipeline, but mm-hmm. if it, it feels like they were like actually like plucked from like currently running like. If you told me that Emma's actress or 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 Erdred's uh, like actor were pulled from like the West End, I would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. They got they got that kind of like that, that, that sort of like boisterousness, but that strong like that like that sort of strong like theater playing where you could tell them to be goofy, they'll be goofy. You could tell them to be serious, they'll be serious, and it won't feel like it won't feel like they're like the big important person. They'll they'll, they'll feel natural if that makes sense. As opposed to yeah, say, no, I totally, like a celebrity totally. actor whose whose voice is just sort of there to be like, hey, it's that celebrity doing a voice. Yeah, which is the thing we keep doing in animated movies, which I hate. Um, the only time that I think it really worked, uh, no, there are times where it's worked, but like not always. The one time where I was like okay with it, one hundred was uh, when The Rock was Maui, but that's because The Rock. Uh, realized that he wasn't a voice actor and wanted to make sure he did a good job. I mean, I think, I think, I think the current, this is more just like, I guess, sort of tying into things of this week, but what was it? That new TMNT movie ha- seems like it has a solid, like, voice cast lined up of actors. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, I want to. Ice Cube's in it. He does a pretty good job as Superfly from like the trailer. Superfly. God. Um. So. Obviously. This going back to Unicorn. Obviously, the show. It's not hard to see. Um. It. What it's trying to look like in terms of visuals. Mm-hmm. I'm shaking. I'm it, going back and forth, excited. Yeah, it it's you know, uh, specifically Gendy had mentioned the ins- main inspiration was Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Specifically, there was a scene he talked about, uh, which is the funeral scene at the end where they think Snow White is dead, but it and it's like a genuinely emotional scene, but has like super cartoony characters in it. And that's what he wanted to capture, right? He said that there's a dirty word in animation of being too cartoony. They say you can't feel emotion if it looks too goofy. And that's bullshit. And so that's what I really wanted to do, is have this very cartoony thing. But the emotions are real, the drama is real, it's like a soap opera. It's heightened. 
you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I think he he did a good job with that for sure. Yeah, he just he really did like it captured that feeling excited like a lot because this was a as I remember like as it was airing it was a twelve no thirteen episode run with the first two episodes like Samurai Jack style put together, uh, which is very nice. Uh, but it was uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, playing I think Thursdays and then re- rerunning on on Adult Swim, and that was sort of that like that feel of like oh you're watching a serial you're watching like this sort of like limited series because you are is limited series but you're watching this like soap opera style like oh what's happening next oh 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 and meanwhile the characters are allowed to have these like the, these like rubber hose style like expressions and movements and oh god the movements the movements yeah there's some yeah they are not afraid to just let characters squash <clears throat> and stretch and make a, some of the best faces but that's kind of a thing for Gendy is Gendy is really good at making shows where characters are allowed to make like really strong faces but this show especially because of its uh, more exaggerated style the biggest distinction i can remember is with aridrid that the, the the this this figure who's like oh yes he is this like noble this line of 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 elf kings this regal figure who has these really cool this strong like the strong like silhouette and this strong like like line of like actually like of body of like oh wow yeah this is a king and then his girlfriend says he doesn't like him anymore and he becomes a fucking little puppy with the most whimpering the most whimpering like just puppy dog eyes it is oh yeah that's my favorite thing people have said that like Erdred goes from like uh Fabio on the front of a fantasy romance novel to sopping wet puppy in the rain and the snap of a finger, and and, and he just crisscrosses. And it never it never feels like wrong. It feels like we're watching the mm. same character, because that's that's one of the cool things about the show is that we are watching the same character but different. Hence the the main plot, mm. the reincarnation plot line, or yeah, how it works. How was it working? It wasn't reincarnation. It was the the souls get put into the the new bodies. Yeah, held by everyone's favorite doggy bag and lovable scamp and circular figure of friend with a funny hat, Copernicus. Copernicus. Gee, I wonder if I have feelings and opinions on Copernicus. Yeah. Um. The funny ball robot. Sorry about that, folks. I had to do something real quick. But anyway, we're back. Um. Right. Yeah. Copernicus. Um. I did like that they stuck with. He doesn't talk. Like ever, just makes little toots and and whistles and funny gestures. I I loved that little like sequence at the end, with the or well, just a little sequence at the end where he, the one time we see him like really emote a lot and it's this really meaningful scene, and it's mm-hmm. uh, oh, no, the robot it has the raindrops on it or the, the the heat steam and it looks like it's crying oh what a played out trope too bad it fucking works on me every time and mm-hmm. without fail golly gee gosh uh yeah yeah um we can go into but we can talk so about like, or do you want to talk about other characters or no, 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 no. I was gonna say going back to the the animation style. It's it's so it's so interesting when you think about like um, 
this show and how it looks because obviously it's like yeah Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Disney and obvious and like the other is like Tezuka and Fleischer but um, the thing about it is is that like Tezuka himself was inspired by Fleischer and Disney and then later on anime which Tezuka sort of like kickstarted would inspire Tartakovsky so there's like this weird like it's cyclical just, it's um, this really fun game of like animation telephone yeah everybody's circling the same drain you know yeah yeah and it's it's just like an encapsulation of er- very early animation and character design and just taking it to like the next step with more modern sensibilities, you know. Um, and it's really funny because Tartakovsky was going to direct a Popeye film, funnily enough, talking about Fleischer, uh, but that ended up being canned. Sadly, it looked really good. Um, he was also uh, originally. Writing the um, uh, the the script for the uh, 2004 Astro Boy movie too, until I think they changed directors as Gen- well on that. It's one thing to know we were never getting again again the Popeye. It's another thing entirely to have never heard of of, of Gendy Astro Boy until this very moment. What do you mean he was gonna make an Astro Boy movie? What do you mm-hmm. mean it was? Uh, yeah, no, let's not hire the guy who's, you know, really... What was the thing he's really good at doing? Making robots fight and blow up and get cut up? Nah. Nah, mm. Astro Boy don't need none of that. Nah, no. Who who needs... Nah, let's just have it... You know that kid from... Oh, I forget who it was. He was from another, a, dumb child, a, a, a dumb child actor movie series. But they got him to play, like, Adam. And... That was the big selling point. I forget what it was. I forget who he was, but that that's all I remember about that movie. Yeah, I've never actually seen it. Not that I cared to see it. Like it still looks like good in the sense that it's adapting like mm-hmm. like like you know like Tezuka like like drawings and visuals, but with three D it's not bad. It's just more of eh it's not Gendy doing it, and that's the problem. Yeah, uh, so, fun, no, no, here's something interesting, though, is that, um, he was more inspired by Tezuka's work when he did start writing that script, because when he was writing the script, he decided to go back and read the manga for the first time, uh, and was really, uh, inspired by Tezuka's work, just, like, overall, and that that's when this show that's when the show kind of took a completely different uh, change in terms of character design because this show spoiler alert this show has been in development hell for like yeah, 15 years yeah i remember seeing like the og og still like still as when it was it was it was, an, it was like announced officially when samurai jack was finishing up i think and then we just yeah he's been trying to get this thing off the ground for a while which, I don't know how, 
someone of his esteem and like directorial chops the fact that he has to struggle to get his passion project off the ground is like a crime well uh, you see it's a little thing called hollywood don't care for 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 animation even when it makes the most when yeah. it makes the biggest fucking like amounts of money when it when it makes the most of the box offices when it has like like the director, the directors, and like creative leads have the same, if not more, push than most like 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 physical live action film directors. But it's like, ah, nah, I don't, I don't know. Like they still, they gave the money to make sure that, to make a, a show that showed that cartoony animation could still be serious, and yet they still aren't taking it like that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that like yeah. as like they as an adult, so more of just like probably parent companies. I don't think like Warner. Is going to put this on the radar, but they're, they're they'll try. It seems like they're kind of trying, maybe. I don't. Uh, like a, eh. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we'll fun. We'll, we'll see what see. Funny Zaslav does. You know. We'll see what Funny Zaslav does, but yeah. Uh, going back to the characters. Um, Erdred is interesting because, like, he's the character that has the, out of the three that got reincarnated, he's the one who remembers the most, but still doesn't remember things. Uh, so it's, like, really funny when he, most of the time he's, like, trying to act like he knows everything, and then when he doesn't remember something, he tries to be like, oh, yeah, could you... Could you remind me about what that uh, yeah. was specifically? He's just as like foolish, foolish shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, I said I was gonna say foolish, but yeah, no, foolish shit's just a little bit of what it was or like early Edric when he's kind of just no, you're not Emma, you're my girlfriend. Please, babe, come back. I miss you. Yeah. Also, let's be real. <laughs> he's kind of an asshole. Oh no, he's like, I. I don't know if this is gonna fly, but is it? Mm. Yeah. Is it still a dead name if it's your past in, like life? Dimitri. No, I meant for for no, I meant it for him calling Emma Melinda when she's very clearly neither or. I didn't. Good question. Was that was that the intention, Yendi? Was he cooking with this? Was he trying to say something? I mean, you could definitely read it that way. I I was gonna. I don't I don't know if that was the intent, but you know, the interpretation of art and all that yeah. shit, right? Well, that's why. That's why, because I guess to segue into into Melinda slash Emma, I I like their whole thing a lot. It's this really sort of unique. T- like, the, like the story could have easily gone like, oh yeah, Emma has to give up herself in order to. Gain new strength. It's the ultimate sacrifice of good and evil. Or oh, she overcomes and Melinda is gone forever. But the show's like, no, we're no, they're they're gonna they they have to come to terms with each other and become like something new, something more. And it's like, whoa, that's a kind of crazy thing to imply. But the show goes to great lengths to show it by having them both in each other's lives. Uh have the have these like really important scenes where like when Emma is like 
towards the end, like, she gets separated. She's like, no, I need to help Melinda. I have to help her. She, she can't do it by herself. It's like, oh. Oh. Because mm-hmm. she cares about her as a friend, but her friend is also herself. So it's implying that the most important kind of care is self-love. And then they get the powers back, and it's like, I missed you. Me as me as well. And they, oh, God. It's, it's such a beautiful visual. Yeah, it, it it really does something different than I thought they were going to. I thought they were going to go with the thing of that Emma was going to, like, be the dominant personality. Melinda was going to guide her on how to use the power because Melinda couldn't, like, take over. But, no, it, it turned into something different. It was, like, at first, I was trying to figure out, is, like, is she Melinda? Is she Emma? in any given scene and sometimes it feels like he's one and sometimes it feels like the other especially early on and then you and then of course obviously near the it it becomes very obvious like that they're neither and they're both at the same time they become a completely different person with shared memories and shared feelings and emotions and are trying to process the like entire concept of being two people who both feel the same who both feel different things it's very interesting you know especially when it's applied to Erdred, right because melinda like while emma remembers um fucking uh what's his name um winston she remembers Winston and everything about Winston and, and by proxy. So She's going to get married. That, that, was, that was her wedding day. Mm-hmm. It's her fucking that was her wedding day. And, and like, but Emma and Melinda don't remember as much of their relationship with Erdred. So it's like they are aware of their these feelings that they have for Erdred, but it's like this weird disconnected raw emotion with no memory attached to it so it's hard to like anchor it to reality you know that's like the tragic part of it like that that's what makes Andrew not a total shithead is that he's not he's not like fully doing this because he wants to be an asshole he genuinely only can see the woman he loves because that's 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 what he's been taught to do for a thousand fucking years of, of reincarnation after reincarnation yeah, now, like, this is just how it goes, you know? Yeah. Every time. Every fucking time. And this is the one time where it goes wrong. It's like, well, no, it, what do you mean it went wrong? It doesn't go wrong. What is happening? Like, even it even went wrong for me. In a weird way. You know? Um, which is one of the big unanswered questions that, obviously, if there is another season, we'll probably get into is, why did it go wrong this time? Um, and I have a theory about why, uh, but I mean, before you, before you, I guess we should. We feel I feel like we've ignored a very important, but also like the even the show kind of has trouble like sort of putting him into things. Uh, aspect of Sang and Alfie, yeah. Because that's the thing with Sang is that when we see Melinda and, er- and Emma fuse, it's like. It's the main driving thing for the story for the most part. Of like, oh, I can't be this. I'm me, but I don't know who I am. With Airdrid, it's like, oh no, I'm fine with this totally. 
And meanwhile, Sang is just like... Having a trip. The infinite cosmos! Whoa! I, I love that, because that's like... It's this thing of like... Yes, we have... Here, here are the cartoon characters showing, like, dramatic emotion. Here are the cartoon characters showing, like, dramatic combat and, like, action. Here are the cartoon characters being cartoon characters. Because, mm-hmm. like, we don't want it to get too, like, oh dear, oh god, this is so sad. And that's what saying is for, just have these, like, very fun, just float, like, all these floating moments to have, like, honestly the most interesting but also kind of ill-defined powers of the of the warriors. Because it's, like, just a monk that's really in tune with the universe and can astral project, make hands. He doesn't attack, he doesn't, that's the cool thing, too, is that he doesn't attack, like, the physical thing, but it's, it's astral, like, outline. Which is a, which mm-hmm. is a, which is always really cool to see. Uh, yeah. And also, none of the damage he ever takes is like physical. It's just always like soul or spirit damage, which is at least is a really like at times kind of horrifying scenes. Like that one, like the scene when they were like towards them when they were getting close to fighting the like ultimate evil, and you just see Alfie just screaming in terror, and then passing like and passing out, or, mm-hmm. or you're everyone getting sucked in. I think. Yeah. It's a shame that, like, we get a lot into the Airdrid, um, Melinda backstory stuff, but we have no idea what Sang's deal is at all. I hope it isn't just, oh, I'm a monk, I'm used to these kinds of, like, universe things. I hope it's, like, something more. I hope, I, I hope it's something more. Yeah. Uh. And, like, I, I think... What they could, I know that like there probably wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough time for a lot, to be fair. But I think a different, um, I think a fun way to have done the saying um, thing with Alfie would have been like the original saying still being there in a weird way as like this astral projection and like being a mentor figure to Alfie and teaching him about stuff because his re- his re- within the, you know, inside of their own like, mental yeah. space and soul, right? Yeah, because his reincarnation would work different because he's already in tune with, with, his, with his spirit self. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that'd be, yeah, no, I, I thought that was going to happen too, and then when it didn't, it was just like, oh, he just gets to wander the ultimate cosmos on his own. It, it's... I guess that that's sort of like a gripe is just that isn't really a gripe because I don't I'm enjoying the show too much to really care. Is that when you take off like the suspension of disbelief, it's like okay, how does he just what? How does the reincarnation just make you one to one? Does it like does it just give you that person's soul? You have two souls in one body now. What happens to the other soul? Does it, it just sort of like does these really weird things? And hopefully, I re- like I'm praying. Hope to God if they do make a season two for this. Like, they just sort of dive into... I'd say dive into it, but not, like, all the way. Just, like, give a sort of, like, visual. Because, at the end of the day, you the more you explain art, the worse it kind of, like, gets overall. You don't want to, like, overtune it or have to, like, explain... Oh, yeah, here's how this works, this works, and this works. Cause that, and that's how it works perfectly, because that's, that's, not, that's not what art is. That's not what it's supposed to be. But it does feel... It, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. I think that's that's also like hence why I say it's not really an issue because the show is not 
this is not your shonen bow manga where you have to know how all the powers work. It is a, a, a drama about teens. It is a teen drama. Yeah, it just sucks that, like, Emma and Melinda are kind of the only ones we get into, like, their... The thing with them and, like, how their souls merging works. But we don't get into Sang and Erdred. But there was... There's barely enough time for half of this shit. The fact that we got so much good, strong focus on Emma and Melinda with such a short amount of time is a godsend in and of itself. That's the weird thing about this show. Is that, like, at first I wanted to say it has pacing problems. And it does. But not consistent pacing problems, if that makes sense. Like, there are definitely times where the show feels like it has to like it, we gotta we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go a bunch of shit is happening but it also knows when to stop and like okay we there are so many things happening right now but we can't not focus on this other thing like that's happening here because if we don't we'd be doing a disservice to the story and the characters you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the shit with, um, Erdred and his brother and the heart of the forest and, like, and trying to revive Copernicus, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much shit going on just there and then that, that small arc. But we... But Merlin is here. By the way, that is... I'm not even gonna get into, like, the deus ex machina of that, but whatever. Um, lots of Deus Ex Machina on this, but anyway, point is, there's all that shit's happening, and the the story and the direction and the writing realizes that Merlin is here, Melinda is here. We have to address the elephant in the room and take some time to focus on this this specific scene and this character arc even though there's so much other shit that we have to resolve right now. You know? Yeah, it... I don't want to say the show played its hand too early, but it does kind of suck that after all of this, there really doesn't... I, this is just me saying this, like, like up front, but, like, I, I'm, gonna be, I'm being real here. Like, what else do Emma and Melinda have to do? Or is that just it? Like, do, are they just going to... I'm scared they're going to be the static character now where they don't get to do anything anymore because their issues are resolved and they lose, like, story presence. I know that's not the case, I hope, but mm-hmm. it, it's this feeling of, like, just because the character doesn't have conflicts, I mean, they, 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 they aren't important anymore, but it was it felt like this, this was the big, like, conflict, and now seeing that, oh, it isn't, it actually, there's actually more... I didn't realize there was going to be a second season of, like, the end on a cliffhanger. I assumed it was going to be, like, a, sh- a miniseries that sort of bookends. And realizing that there's more is, like, oh, well, shoot. How do we... How do we wrap this up now? We got the, the Bolivian army ending. <laughs> as the, the trope says. Yeah, it's... it's the, the world is in chaos as... A, well, that's the thing, too, is I thought what it meant by world ending is, like, oh, everything is, like, going to be a shred. It's like, no, every, like, magic and the world are just in one space now. Anything that could be imagined just happens. All timelines that were possible 
are happening at the same time. So dinosaurs and ro- robots in the future are fighting each other. See, when they said that, I had a really dumb idea that it would be really cool, but also like really dumb, and I don't think I don't think our Lord and Savior Gary Tarkovsky is a, is a hack to do this, but it'd be at least kind of funny. It's just this is his big like. Maybe versus as a as just a gag is like, you know, what other series about hopping timelines, another series that's about a distant time. I'm just saying it'd be really funny if if if, if what's it, if if Spear from Primal and 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 Jack just showed up from nowhere for like just a, a blink and you'll miss a thing. Probably. I'm sure they're there. I'm sure they're going to be in the background somewhere. Or just something like that, because like, the, like that's what this feels like. Is like, oh yeah, when you say everything is possible, like, mm-hmm. it would make it would it would be it, it would make no sense. But in this cool, like, you know what? Yeah, I in this sort of self congratulatory hurrah kind of way that I would not mind of just having like, oh yeah, everyone shows up. It's Spike is three. It's just, it's the Spike is three thing of of calling everyone and it's everyone like actually all the warriors, all the warriors, fucking yeah. The big the big scary evil has a sword and it's about to fucking crush everybody. And then you see a sword made of of almost like glass and and metal. And then boom, it's the it's fucking Titan baby. That'd be so. When will you return? Never. We're attack never tax write offs. Bye. Flies off. Hmm. Titan returned. Titan returned back to its planet and died on the way. They died. They, they're yeah. all gone. Um, but I, I going back to the thing you said about Emma Melinda. I think there's a lot of like stuff that can still be explored with those characters, specifically, uh, what they do with their like new like cell. Yeah. New new self what it who is this new person and also uh how do we address the fact that we love two different people but in different ways you know uh and also uh melinda's mom and that whole thing there's that whole thing going on you know there's a lot there to unpack Hence, hence why I feel like I feel bad again. I feel bad for saying because none of those plot details really ever go back to him. Like if you were if you're cooking the like the big old plot web here and like character interaction web, Sang is just sort of like, oh, I was the the last war. I was one of the warriors called. Oh, I am fulfilling our duty. That's it. Mm-hmm. Hence, I, I I hope they I hope they give him like not a reason as to why he fits, but more of just like. Well, cause no, there is a reason. Is that he's like the catalyst for for how the evil like gets the the, the big power, but at least just sort of like more background. What did he do beforehand? Why was he chosen specifically? Yeah, it sucks that our only character of color kind of gets shafted in that way. I, I'm right. You you are, and it does suck. But I I. I I refuse to believe that this is a Gendy doing that on purpose. It's more just the... I'm, I know he has plans for Sang. Yeah, I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but I'm saying it's a thing that, that happened, you know? What I, what I, what I do kind of not like is that he, they pull the fucking... They pull the fucking Power Rangers Turbo on him. 
A power is turbo. They made him older. They made him like grow up to the, or something. Like that. Oh, but only in the cosmic realm. Yeah. But not in the physical realm. Yeah, they pulled it. They pulled it. They pulled the turbo. Like we, we, we don't. He, he's too much of a kid, kid. So we're gonna have him like be a dude. Mm-hmm. Even though like it's specific. I don't know the like specific ages, but because it's Victorian England, kinda, and like from like synopses and like taglines, they're roughly around like teen-ish years. Like, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, 17, 18, like, Dimitri is the oldest, like, in his 20s, I think. And that's supposed to be, like, yeah. the like the playoff, because their, like, counterparts are, like, just grown-ass people. Like, grown-ass adults. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm sad wasn't in the show longer? What? I- I'm sad that we didn't get, uh, fucking Winston the werewolf as the team member sooner. Because, like... I, this, like, big fucking werewolf with this super British accent and trying to, like, process the entirety of uh, the word supernatural and just kind of being just this, like, charming man is kind of great, actually. Uh, Oh, no, that's... Winston may be my favorite character, just for the fact that, like... Dude did not give up. He had... No! He's a real one! At any moment, he 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 never at once, like... On a face value, he's just a better he's just a better boyfriend than 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 Eredred because when she, when Emma said she was Belinda, he was like, "Oh dear," but he wasn't like trying to correct her. He was asking like, "Where's Emma?" He was treating Melinda as like an actual separate person. So I don't know. He just comes up as more accepting, a nicer guy. He just wants his wife his wife to be back, and when he knows he can't get that, he's just like, "Well, you know what? Oh, oh." Oh, bugger to that! Oh well, tip tip and all. He just he just he just carries on as about his very. And then he tries to be like, "Well, <laughs> if you're a new person, you need a new name." M M Linda Linda. He's so his actor just did a really good number. I I don't know how. I wasn't even expecting. I thought he was just gonna just be like, I thought he was gonna be the piss baby who's like, "That's my girl," and Eric was gonna be like, "Nah, she's with me now." But it's it's the opposite. Because he's the pissed baby who's like, I miss my hot fire wife. I thought it was going to become a villain. No, he just gets a cool werewolf, he just gets a cool werewolf power, and... I... I got I, I gotta bring it up, I'm sorry. It's... We just did Inuyasha again. We did it. It's Inuyasha. It's Inuyasha. Bar for bar, word for word. White-haired guy with a cool sword. Twillion of the North... I, mm-hmm. I, I love that sword too. God, it's just a, yeah. I, I love that. You just, just have a say a, f- a funny, cool rhyme, and your sword can do anything. Yeah, it flies around. Play That's the, cool shit. Play the north, high and far. Let me shoot a wind scar. Pew! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and and then we have the the, uh, the jealous rival wolf guy. Yeah. It always go. It always goes back to Scott McNeil. Yeah, I mean, and and it like, it's fine because like, Winston's. I like that Winston's energy is still in this like big werewolf because he's like you know it's the the cartoony exaggerated thing so it's like, you get this big, quote unquote scary werewolf but he gets to like be all goofy and cartoony and it really works for his character, you know. I, once again, Gandhi's a goat at just 
at just like, oh god, oh what's the word? What's the fucking word? It's the it's one of the animation basics. Ah, uh, uh, characterization. Not characterization. It's like visual language. Oh god, it's emotion. It's like when you look at an image, you get you get the emotion of the image of like what it's trying to represent. It's not silhouette. Mm. Oh god, the thingy. You could call it the thingy until I figure it out because I'm impression. Impression. There we go. Impression. He mm-hmm. he gets he gets the impression of the characters really well down packed because mm-hmm. Winston can be the scary werewolf one moment and then just be Winston but a wolf the next moment and it, 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 it I, it's the same character. I don't treat it as always oh, goofy. I know when he's goofy when he's trying to be serious and he's really good at just like indicating that well, not not just indicating it but making it feel like poignant in both aspects. Nothing feels lost from the trans from like the transition. Mm-hmm. He and um I like her I like watching him and Emma Linda I I Emma Emma Linda just interact because it's like like you said, he's still trying to process like all this magic shit, but also like being very caring and accepting of like who this new person is and kind of finally it sinking in like oh you're not Emma you're not Melinda either huh you know and Erdred is also coming to accept that but doesn't want to and is just very sad about it uh there's also just like going back to the thing I said about pacing this show, as much as I like it, 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 it almost starts to fall apart near the end. <laughs> in terms of its pacing, it just like, uh, okay, uh, uh, that's ha- uh, so much is happening, you know. I'm just imagining like, what, what, imagine like, the middle episode of the show is is a recap episode. Wouldn't that be me- wouldn't that be fucked up for a show this like already this short? To have, like, here's what happened. Anyways, mm-hmm. I was really scared that was going to happen, but I, I, Kenny does not do recaps. If he does, they're like... Did Symbiotic Titan have one? I feel like Symbiotic Titan had, like... It had an episode that wasn't a recap. It was, like, telling other stories that we didn't get to see, but the framing device was that Aku was telling fairy tales about Jack. Oh... That was the framing device. Um, and, and trying to, like, make children like him. And it's just, it's like, well, actually, so Jack would never do that. It's like, well, you don't know what Jack would do. You know, you know so, I met him. I have. If you love him so much, why don't you marry Samurai Jack? I'd like to. Yeah, and then, you know, that's, that's where that clip comes from of, like, of the... Delivered writing a couple of she had flaming eyebrows and laser eyes. Oh yeah! Porridge Oh anyway. Um And this is uh, uh, going back to I'm gonna circle back to that thing I said about I have a theory about why the reincarnation went wrong this time. Mm-hmm. And that I think comes from that scene where uh Emma is talking to Merlin in the past, and Merlin says, 
I can't send her back because she's not really here. But she is at the same time. And Emma being there is what caused the event that created the evil. Right? Yeah. It's a paradox. Yeah. So, I think the show is going to end. Well, like, because we see all these, like, all possible timelines and all things mashing up. Is that through some time shenaniganry. Same with, like, Otto creating Copernicus. It's, like, as, par it's, as a paradox. It's a character will seed um, the timeline to make sure that this reincarnation happens this specific way and that Emma is the reincarnation because even though it happened early and that it was different, the only reason that things ended up okay was because Emma became the vessel for Melinda and thus that paradox must be maintained. So it's two paradoxes. Yes. And then they'll, because there's two, they'll cancel out and good, everything, yay. We mm -hmm. earth save, earth save good, way. we do it. Yeah. But someone's probably gonna have to die or get paradox exploded. Something. Something. Who knows? I hope, I hope, I hope it's not, I hope it's not saying. I hope it's not the guy that they don't give enough to, so it's like, well, let's just have him blow up. I don't want to be Melinda either, and I... Yeah. You know what I half expected to happen? What? Uh, was when the Rakshasa showed up, I was expecting, like, as you fought the Rakshasa, I was expecting, like, two other, uh, warriors that were, like, the, the Indian Unicorn Warriors Eternal, uh, to show up, and it was, like, at a, they were the other version of them from that part of the world. And they were kind of having their own story, and then Merlin was gonna be like, "Cool, cool," and <laughs> and then we were just gonna move on. I mean, that did happen with just like the and the me and the Rakshasa fought. And it was really fucking cool. It was like really awesome. We're like best buddies now. But anyway, and then I like that he ad directly addresses the fact that we can't get into that because there's not enough time. But we had to get into all, 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 all of the other things. Okay. No, it's... To the credit, it's like, I, I like all the other things. But it's just like... That's just funny. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of questions that have been left unanswered. He was so cool, man. Rockstar was so fucking... He was just so cool. He just showed up, did cool things, mm -hmm. and then died. And then died. He really was... For a show that's only 13 episodes, it really did get its piccolo. Yeah, 10 episodes, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, the... There are a lot of, like, unresolved questions that I have so many, like... That I don't know if they're if we're gonna get answers to, but they're probably related to, like, the Paradox stuff I talked about. Um, the fact that Otto... Sold out the Kitsune and knew about what was going on with the Kitsune. What was the deal with the Kitsune even in the first place? What did it mean when it said, 
I won't last for very long because it clearly wasn't actually possessed by the evil. It had its own personality. It wasn't Morgan Le Fay like all the others. It was like doing its own thing, but still forwarding the evil. And like, what is up with like the fact that Otto said that thing about I've it feels like I have built him before, but not yet thing. I think those are just things that are going to really like strongly enforce the paradox theory. Mm-hmm. And also, again, now the joke of what if Samurai Jack showed up is not as much of a joke now because that is kind of what Samurai Jack was about. Of, oh, fuck. How do I cause a paradox without not causing a paradox? Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. I, th- I trust Gendy can do it. I th- At least from like what I from experience. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that the show, uh, after it was on uh, Adult Swim, it, it's set to air on Cartoon Network as part of Cartoon Network's uh, programming block called Acme Night. Real, what what else is on Acme Night? I don't know, fucking know. Why is it called Acme Night? Cartoons at night, I guess. That's is, not is, Adult is, Swim. Is that is, is this? Is, is, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's more like specifically for like. When I hear Acme Night, I just think like, like Undernight. So I'm just imagining, like, oh, is there gonna be an Acme Night EX latest, an Acme Acme Night Uniclear, Acme Night Two, Acme Night in uh, Undernight in Birth, yeah, M- oh, my mis- God. the mysterious mysterious tune things. God, come come play Cartoon Network's uh, Slam Masters in the bathroom of the of Evo. Now I really want to fight. Now I really want like an anime fighter with just like Looney Tunes characters. I don't. <laughs> That's a sentence I just said because of because of Unicorns War I mean, Eternal. You could kind of get that vibe if you go read Scoob and Shag. <sighs> you know, and and finding out how their ballyhoos work. You, you've all been fooled, everybody. This was actually a shonen manga podcast. All this time. You've been deceived. Lied to. Mm-hmm. Bemused. And other words mm. of de- of lying and treachery. Most I've, I've talked about... I've talked about just making a podcast that just talks about manga in general, but focuses on shonen. I wanted to call it Hop, Skip, Shonen, Jump. Goddamn, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. I, Thank respe- you. I respect it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know if I have anything else to say about the show, um, uh, other than I think the, sh- I think the, the the peak of the show for me personally is the scene with Merlin and and uh, Melinda, when Emma says that thing about with Merlin be, uh, Merlin says she should have been strong enough, and uh, Emma points out like, well, why didn't you stop it? Well, I wasn't strong enough. Oh, you're Merlin, though. You're the strongest wizard to ever live. You weren't strong enough, but she was supposed to be. Yeah, that... And then Merlin has that realization that he's he blame he he blames himself and tried to deflect the the blame onto somebody else because he didn't want to like acknowledge that he fucked up. Merlin fucked up. Merlin, the deadbeat wow. father. Who man? 
I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of Merlin being a bitch. Yeah. And a piece of media. I guess we're doing favorite, favorite scenes. I'll just go back to it again, but just because of how much I really fucking love it. Is just that scene of, like, Melinda and Emma embracing after... And, and just... <sighs> Do you know what it is? Do you know mm. what the, that scene evokes and gives me, like... Do you ever... <sighs> I I, 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 I know we're making fun of me saying shonen manga comparisons, but this is literally like, it's like the cool version of, of like, of like, of, of like fusion as a thing in like, in like anime where it's like, oh, two characters fuse to get stronger, but like literally, mm. it's like the cooler, it's like the cooler version of gem fusions from Steven Universe. This is, it's Joe Gress gender identity. That's what it is. That's the name of the episode! Joe Gress Gender Identity is the name of the episode. That's it, we got it. Fucking yeah. No, but like, actually! Cause it's, no, but actually. No, it's, you can totally read the Emma Melinda thing as discovery of self-identity and gender and all that shit. It's very, yeah. It's like, the, 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 like two-in-one nature, the, the idea of like... Coming to terms with part of yourself that you thought you could never exist with, but accepting it as you and gaining newfound strength from that. Just, just Revealing the, to the other people in your life this other side of yourself that seems to suddenly appear. And then someone trying to be like, well, why can't you go back to the way you were? Like, I'm not... That's not who I am. It's not who I am, but it also, it's still there. I still have... It's still the, there. It's still there, but it's not who I am now, and... Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so it's 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 just so fucking poignant, and I think that that alone is is enough to like keep whatever the the show whatever the feature of the show is, even if like knowing the track record with 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 things that go on HBO Max, I'm sure there's going to be some some ups and downs. But mm -hmm. if this is like, like worst case scenario, this is like the last we ever see of these characters, and it's a fucking Gendy cliffhanger again. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy that it got to say at least that. Mm-hmm. The show is worth it just for that. Yeah. Again, we, sure. we kind of did talk just random spoilers about things. It's still good, and I think just... I mean, spoiler alert, that's this entire fucking show. Is this podcast? Spoilers. That's yeah. the... I, I, feel like, I feel like there's no point in me saying that now... Sorry to all the Baki fans and Unicorn and Gen the, the, the interlapping Baki Gendi fans, which I'm sure exist. I'm sure there's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we exist on that Venn diagram. Yeah, but we're fans of all kinds of arcane and obscure, obscure of of, of, of the mystical realm, like like yeah. Monkey Team and Extreme Dinosaurs, and and the Stone mm. Protectors. God, the stone protectors. Stone protectors. Fucking Christ. Anyway, you know, I we're gonna leave it on that. Um, if you if you enjoyed if you if you enjoyed the show, uh, please leave a comment, rate us, you know that sort of thing. Send an email, whatever you want to do. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can find us on Twitter at. Uh, Ink Podcast. That's I N C P O D C A S T S at Ink Podcast. 
you can find our email uh, acmepod it's that's acmepodcast at gmail.com it's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com acmepodcastinc at gmail.com you can also contact us on tumblr uh, the tumblr is uh, acmepodcastinc.tumblr.com that's acmepodcast no it's god damn it it's Acme, Acme Podcast, Podcast not the guys who make the Ac- paints and the other things, and not Acme Night or Undernight. Or in birth. Or in birth. We are we are both born out. We are both outborn. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. Acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. Uh, and if you want to find us individually, Jank, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Tumblr at JankMyRoid, the little bit of hyphens, and JankJankJank Jank, Jank for my VTuber-related stuff that I promise I'm doing. Yeah, sure, question mark, asterisk, and everything in between. Uh, and on Twitter, you can find me at JankertonJJunker. Same with on Twitch, where I, again... We'll stream if the moon is right and the stars align, and just sort of post my own opinions on other related mediums and such. And such. And such, yes. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at kaiju underscore emperor. That's K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. Sorry, sorry. You can find me on X. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm. We... Is, uh, anyway, is this the re- is this no. the rebrand episode where we have to acknowledge to date ourselves? No, no. The rebrand is uh, we have because it's X. What is your organization thirteen name? <laughs> anyway, uh, you can also find me on Tumblr at kaiju dash emperor. Spelled the exact same way. Uh, and yeah, that's that's, uh, that's where you can find me. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, and we hope to see you next time where uh, plans are, at the moment, we're going to talk about uh, my life as a teenage robot. Which, funnily enough, uh, as of, I think, I want to say Tuesday of this week? So that would be August 1st, 2023. I think, or maybe earlier, my life is officially... 20 years old. 20th anniversary of the show. Can't see it, viewers, but as Jank said that, I just slowly watched my hand crumble to dust. What do you mean? I thought we were all three years old 20 years ago. (laughs) I'm just talking to a sec. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, God. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time. Don't be a jackass. Bye! Bye!